Welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And on today's show, I want to talk about do we as the black community have a problem with the police, right? Now, I'm sure most of you will hear that and say, well, the evidence is there. Yeah, we do have a problem. We've, you know, we've experienced so much, you know, and things of that particular nature. But what I want to preface that with is that a lot of times what, what happens is, is that we end up striking out or getting upset with the middleman. We end up getting upset with the figurehead. We're not actually getting any closer to the actual problem in that of itself. And <clears throat> the reason why I say that is, like I said, I, I like to try to look at it more in depth because there are good and there are bad police officers, obviously. Um, by this time, we should all know that based on your zip code, that's essentially where you're going, you know, based on your zip code is going to be where they administer the type of police officers that you have. So if you're in a more rugged, rough particular area, then you're going to get more rugged, no nonsense type of police op excuse me, police officers. And if you're in a more upscale particular place, then you're going to get more somewhat lackadaisical kind of, all right, I'm going to let you out for the warning type of police officers, right? So now if we just focus on that particular aspect right there, who decides where these particular police officers reside? Who decides these particular different things? It's not the police officers, right? They're just going out. They're just doing their job. They're instructed to do something, and they're going to go out there. They're going to do it, right? They're going to go out there. They're going to do it. And what happens is, is when you're in certain particular areas, and it, it's it's it shouldn't be fair, right? Which by this time we know life isn't fair, and we tell ourselves that all the time. But what ends up happening is it, happening is when something we deem unfair occurs, we're looking for a fair assessment of the situation. So you can't have it both ways. Life is unfair. And so with life being unfair, you're going to get a lot of unfair judgments. You're going to get a lot of unfair situations. And I haven't, I had one essential, like, bad experience with police officers, and it wasn't necessarily a bad, bad experience. It was with some narcotics officers, and me and my friend, we, I was taking him home from school. Um, he rode with me to school, and so uh, it was some narcotic officers sitting at a stop sign, and so he rolled down the window, and he uh acknowledged you know one of the brothers that we knew and so for whatever reason they felt the need that they felt there was some type of sign or something like you know indicating that 
you know, we may have had some contraband with us. So what ends up happening is we pull in the yard and before we can even open the door, they're out of their vehicles, snatching open the door on his side, snatching open my door, you know, was like, what was that? You know, like asking what was that gesture that he was showing to our brother. And it's just a greeting, like we're just waving. So both of us get out of the car, they go in, they search the car, you know, which if anyone's had um any experience with narcotics or particular things like that, then you know, you kinda understand their MO. You know, they they are just like they're a special breed of people. I'll say that. I'm not gonna get disrespectful or anything like that and say anything calling them out of their name, but they're just a special group of people, right? It takes a special group of individuals to be a narcotic, right? It takes a special group of people to um be assigned to these particular things. And so obviously after the situation was done, you know, they get back in their vehicle and they drive off. And at the time, you know, I was upset. You know, I was mad, right? I'm like, what is all of this? You know, all this wasn't, you know, this wasn't even called for. You know, just the aggression, just the just the manner that you introduced yourself, you know, to us, the way you greeted us, it was just, it was just all off. And the reason I look at it like that at that particular time is like, I didn't know any better. I'm mad, you know, I'm upset with you three, right? And what's going to happen is, is that it's just like anything else in a particular hierarchy scale, right? You have what you call indispensables. You have the disposables. Um, And what happens is, is you have the indispensable, you have the disposables, you have those individuals go out and, you know, essentially wreak havoc. And wrecking havoc doesn't necessarily have to be slamming someone on the ground, getting physical with someone. It could just be someone that just disrupts um, the normal way business is conducted or the normal way things go. You're essentially just a disruptor, right? And that could just be, like I said, you writing a ticket, you're being um, identifying a certain group of people more so than another group of people. But the thing about that is, is that you're assigned that you you were brought in for this, right? You were trained for this by someone that's above you. And so what the problem what the problem comes in at is that I think too many times people say police brutality, and then you got the whole situation, blue lives matter, black lives matter, all lives matter, you know, all of this BS to an extent. When I say BS, I'm speaking in terms of it's trying to go tit for tat with something, right? And at the end of the day, everybody's life has a meaning, right? I'm not trying to disregard any group of people, but every life, every person has life has a meaning. And police officers who are trying to do the right thing, they're trying to be good police officers, but they're um overshadowed or or it's not enough for them to to counterbalance the ones that are just there to because they just have a power trip, right? But what we miss the market to me is that 
it, it reminds me of a story. I was in the ninth grade. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And so uh we had just got through playing a basketball game and it was it was it was it was heated, right? Uh between us and the other team. And so our locker rooms were separated by a bathroom. So you open the door from our locker room, there's the bathroom, and then there's their door, and vice versa. And so we get back to the locker room, and we like, man, man, forget that. You know, we're going over there. And so we open the door, same time they open their door. And so a guy, an aggressor, right, runs up into one of my teammates' face. And so he's talking like loud, right? Loud. But it's a guy in the back who my buddy felt was actually the actual instigator, like who was actually instigating the whole ordeal. And instead of my buddy addressing the person that's directly in his face, he was like, you're not the issue. You back there, you are the issue. So I'm going after you. So my buddy runs back there and like, I mean, we're already outnumbered because it's just, it was just one, one of us, just our ninth grade team. And they had their ninth, eighth, and seventh grade team there. So it's like, come on, man. We it's like 12 of us and it's like 30 of them. Like, come on, man. We, you know, we we that's not smart. But when we talk about this particular aspect, we have to look at it like that. The person that's in the face, the police officer, those are the individuals. You are the instigators. Not you're not the instigators. You are the ones, the rah rah. You're the you're the you are you are the face of it. You're the the person they put out there to do that. But in all actuality, in all fairness, and all judgment, you're not the individual that I had to beef with. So that's why I asked the question: Do black people really have a, a problem with police? And I say yes, but I also say no. And I say no more so than yes. Because obviously you're going to say yes because obviously you see videos and things of that particular nature and you see interaction between blacks and police officers and things like that. And a lot of times it's more negative than it is good. And even if you show the good, it's like, ah, we don't want, we don't care about that because it's too much, it's too much bad, right? And so that led to, obviously, back in the late 80s, you had uh, N.W.A. come out with the hit song, F the Police, and then even more closer to um, this particular genre now, we had uh, Louisiana-based rapper Lil Boosie. He had a song uh, saying the same thing, and then you've had people uh, say it in verses, you know, the same way. And so I, I always look at now that I'm kind of in a, a a better state of mind. I look at it and say the venom is going at the venom is being spewed at the wrong people, right? The venom is being spewed at the wrong people because these people are just here. You're distractors. That's that's what your job is. By you pulling me over and writing me a ticket or you being extra aggressive to me, what you're doing is you're drawing attention to yourself. That's what you're doing. You're drawing, you're drawing attention to yourself. And so by you drawing attention to yourself, you what we have is um, 
what now is going on is that more people are being, at least to certain extents, more people are realizing, like, look, you're just a middleman, right? I need we need to go, we need to be we need to be on the necks of the individuals that put you in position. So if we get on their necks and we get them out of there, then we can get individuals in those positions that are going to employ people in the position that are going to be better treatment for us. Because doing something to a police officer is not going to change anything because the power structure is still going to be the same. Because like I said, these people are somewhat indispensable. They're disposable, right? So one of you get suspended or one of you get administrative leave or whatever the situation is and you're off the books, all right, well, boom, we're going to get another one in there. Because we're not targeting the actual head. So you have to you have to kill the head of a snake for a snake to stop. You can cut the tail off or whatever situation is. But as long as you got the head right there, it it's still fun, it's still dangerous, right? Just like a person says, if you t- if you could have, if you take out the leader of an organization, the organization becomes it, it confusion strikes over. Like they're confused, they don't know. What to do, they don't know when and where to go. They don't have anyone essentially to answer to, right? So that's 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 what needs to be the main focus, right? So when you get into those particular places, what you have then is like, okay, now it's time to focus on like district attorneys, um, police commissioners, individuals like this, right? Individuals like that. And I did the podcast when I was talking about voting and how you should vote and the proper way of voting, which is not just casting a ballot and getting a sticker. It's actually putting some financial behind it. And like I said, with people so enamored and so vehemently going after the police officers, which are the disposable, the indispensables and stuff like that, we need to be looking behind that. It's like a curtain. All right, let's pull this curtain back and let's see what's going on really back here. Because we need to be worried about the individuals that are continuing to put you on the streets. Because if I'm just if I'm just worried about what's right here in front of me and I'm not looking like my buddy, I'm not looking past you and looking at the person, the actual culprit, then I'm never going to get to where it is that I need to go. So obviously, of course, we have to we have to deal with those particular people. Like even if we go back to the 60s and with the civil rights movement and we had um, police officers beating our people with billy clubs, sicking dogs on them, uh, fire hinges and stuff like that. We got to stop and think about who was responsible for this. Okay, we got we got a governor of a state. We got a police commissioner. We got district attorneys and things of that particular nature. We got these individuals that are in place that are allowing for these particular things to happen. And the thing about it is, is that when we focus on the individuals that are behind the curtain and get those people moved and get people who have our best interests in place, our role is not over. It's not over. Right? So this is 
almost an expansion of the vote. Okay, now I got you in. So now I understand that you're working in my best interest. So now I need to protect you. Whether it's verbal, whether it's mentally, whether it's physically, I have to make sure I protect you and yours so that you can protect me and mine. Because I know that I put myself in a position to make sure that you are able to be in the position that you're in. So now you're going to make sure that individuals, the indispensable, the deplorables, um, the people that are out here monitoring our neighborhoods and things like that, you're putting the correct people in there, right? So one of the things that somebody <clears throat> that I said one time was like, we need more people, like we need more um, black people being police officers, right? Which I which I, I feel that way. But obviously there's a stigma about it. But again, like I say, the stigma essentially it always goes back to the police officer. It's not it's not a concerted stigma towards the DA, the commissioners, the governors and place and people like this who allow for this particular behavior to become to run rampant. Like, you know, if you had NWA make a song denouncing or saying if it to the governor and things like that, then maybe they would have done more versus saying F the police, which when you say F the police, you're just talking about the people that wearing the badge and the people that are wearing the uniforms and stuff like that. But you're not talking about the individuals who are making sure that these people aren't going to jail, making sure that even though these people are may get suspended, but they're still paid and things like that because they're protecting them, right? And so for whatever reason, you have to get that mindset to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If we get you out of the way, then that veil of protection that they have, they no longer have that veil anymore. And so obviously now we have to go and protect them. And the reason I thought about this is that um, by now we all know about the situation that happened in Georgia with the brother jogging and what ended up happening after that. But what was interesting to me is that, which again, we all, by now, everyone should have seen it. They have a group, a Facebook group, a Facebook group now talking about justice for Gregory and whatever it is. And my buddy was telling me that they had about 31,000 um, members. And it made me think about the George Zimmerman situation in which they had to go fund me and they raised all of that money for his defense against Trayvon Martin. And I said, wow, this is interesting, right? This is interesting. Because the thing about it is, is that these individuals who are putting up this money, they voted for the individuals that allow for people like that to get away with things that they're doing, the same way with police officers. And so they understand that in order for this to remain the way it is, I just can't say, okay, after I go to the voting booth, it's over, things like that. Like, no, 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 no. Now it's another call to action. Let me 
use my finances and my influence again to make sure that the status quo remains status quo, right? So just like some of these police officers and things like that, they are, they are suspended and some get suspended without pay. But next thing you know, it's a GoFundMe up and you look at it after two hours and they've raised 15, 20, 30, some odd thousand dollars. You know, they've raised their yearly salary in a few hours, right? So, but the thing about it is that these individuals, they're not, they're not, they're, they are showing their allegiance, not just to the police officers, but to the power structure that allowed for these individuals to be there because they understand that while that person may terrorize one group of people, that person, that individual is going to treat me with the utmost respect. And that's the way that they look at it. And so as, again, as black people, do we have a, 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 do we have a problem with the police officers? Yes and no, but it's more no than yes. Because once we get past the distraction right here in the face, which is such a large distraction, it's such a big distraction, right? It's such a big distraction to the point that we are putting so much effort in it without realizing that, look, they're going to keep recycling you, right? And so you can't win a war against someone that can continue to be replicated, right? And the only way that you stop the replication is you is you stop the source in which the replication comes from, right? So once you stop that particular source, then that's when you can really see changes. And so, and when you see those changes, that's when protection has to come in. But again, that's one of those hard things to do. Because I can look at someone and may tell me, Rashad, man, I don't care about that. This police officer, this person, this person, they did this to me. And wholeheartedly, I agree. Yeah, they did. But what allowed for them to be that emboldened? What allowed for them to even feel like that they could cross that line and not even stop and think for a minute that, there's no coming back from this, right? But they know that there is. Hey, look, I can do this and they're going to rally together. I'm going to be fine, right? I'm going to be fine. So once you realize that and once we do that, um, think things things will slowly change because obviously we've had, we have such a, because when you think about the inception of police officers and what they were essentially um, tasked for to be slave catchers, even when we go back to the origins of it, we have to look at was someone that was in a position to, there was someone above, there was someone in a place that was able to give them power to go out here and do that. And for whatever reason, it's like we don't focus enough in on that, right? We don't focus enough in on that. Like we have a bunch of black students who go to law school every single year, and these are instances in which they're supposed to shine, which they're supposed to be able to get to a situation and say, look, you are allowing for a situation 
to occur where these individuals are allowed to do this. And you should be held responsible for this. You should be out of office. You know, you should be out of here because you're allowing for an environment like this to to exist. Right. And you got to fight law with law. So. I mean, that's just the way that's the way I look at it. Because I can get upset with the distraction all day. And that's what they want you to do. They want you to get upset with the distraction. Because once you get upset with the distraction, it allows for the true culprit to walk right past you. Right? It allows for the true culprit to walk right past you. Because we see videos of people in the face of police officers you know, yelling, whatever the situation is, and it may get to violence, but never do you see a group of people in the face of the district attorney, police commissioners, governors, individuals of this particular magnitude like that. And it, it, it makes you think that things that worked or occurred in the 60s and the 70s, there's they still have their place to today, but Nowadays, it's time to be more strategic. It's time to use your mind more to to accomplish. Because if because if they feel that oh okay, well all they're gonna do is go out and march or go out and ride or something like that, loot, then okay, we we understand how to 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 you know to get that. We're gonna send out the the the, the disposables again. We're gonna send them out. And we're gonna enrage it even more. Whereas if you looked at it from a more strategic standpoint, then it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You you know how to push the button. But we're not going to allow for you to push that same button again. We're going to make sure that the person that's in charge, the true person that's in charge, we're going to make sure that your power is gone. So, um, that's the way I look at it. Now, some people may totally disagree with me. Some people may totally agree, but obviously, like I said, with anything that I talk about in this podcast, all I want to do is just start a conversation. That's all I want to do is just is just start a conversation. And hopefully that conversation can get to a place where, you know, we can really sit down and we can talk about it. All right. But that's another episode of the Paradigm 132 podcast. I'll be back to you again next week. Peace.